Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reality of It Is. I'm here with Matt recording another podcast. How are you doing, Matt? Good. Excited for round two. Yes, round two. So I've noticed that some people already listened to the one that I put out. Um, and I think it's kind of funny because we were in in the original podcast that you and I already recorded. We were talking about how nice my equipment is, which is funny because this, the sound is terrible. <laughs> um me being a noob over here, I accidentally recorded through my computer and not through any of the equipment that I have. So we're doing yeah, ground two. Yes. I'm honestly you you responding and saying like, oh, like you've had your slip ups too, like made me feel better. Um, because on the first podcast, like I told you, I was like super nervous because I feel like you're such a pro and I'm so new to this. But here we are. Technical glitches happen. So like I said, yeah, I was telling you earlier that um, I had done a podcast with a buddy um, for like digital marketing stuff we were doing and uh, we were using a a tool that records over the computer since he was in a different state and um, I didn't realize his wasn't recording directly to the the software that I was using. I was like, oh "Oh, no. So fortunately I caught it before like we signed off. So we (laughs) we had to do the same hour back to back. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You did it back to back. That's crazy. But he was, he was, he was gracious enough to be like, oh, no worries. So I was like, oh crap. (laughs) That's so, well, and you're really gracious for doing this again. Um, so yeah, but I'm glad that we, we did that. I actually talked to somebody today. I had coffee with a friend and he was saying how he was struggling with, uh, you know, whatever his thing was. He, he's struggling with like parenting. He has kids and that's a different life. Obviously, he is not used to it. And now with a new kid, he it's different. And he was saying how uh, it helps talking to people. And I said, Matt had this wonderful quote from yesterday about how talking with someone or having like a community is something that sets you free. Yeah. I really held on to that. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I get to like relive it a little bit. Well, I'm glad. Um, yeah, happy to happy to help out. So technical mm-hmm. glitches happen, but I'm already glad that it's already like it's been that, that effective for you. Yeah, yeah, in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I met you, I met you a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, we met at Bible study. And um, I remember... I don't know if I like formally met you or whatever the case was, but you had walked into you had walked into like a meeting that we were having or whatever. And you just seemed um, like like you kind of had your stuff together, but you were really calm and you just had your shit together. And I was (laughs) like, that guy's got it for sure. uh, I'm glad at least there's a confidence that comes off about that. But um, kind of like like I've said before, it's just it's a process to get to that kind of point. But even then, um, I definitely don't feel like I have it all together. Yeah. I mean, there are things like, okay, like I got this sorted. I got this sorted. Like, okay, I got this is running smoothly. Um, but there are just so many things I feel like I'm still like um, either new at or still need to learn more about or get better at. Like all these areas, it's like, okay, like this has become a strength at some level for me. Uh, let me try and focus on this other thing that's been a weakness for a while. So I mean, I'm glad at some level, the some of that there's like some uh, payoff that people can see. Yeah. Um, my when I met my fiance, one of the things she said that she found um, attractive or what she liked about me was like she's like you're a grown ass man. Yeah, so grown ass man. So again, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad stuff does at least c- come off that way. Um, I definitely appreciate that, but it's one of those things too. It's there's like a 
I just also want to try and keep improving and growing as a person because it's yeah you know, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be like fully set and it's just going to right it's a, it's a continual process of just like developing and, and growing as a man so yeah oh like you said continual process for sure I think a lot of people go through life like hoping that they're going to get to a certain point of oh once I get through this section of my life or get through this class or this job or project whatever it might be that things are going to calm down after this but it's it's definitely not like that at all there's oh no yeah always something happening um you have an amazing mom and i've never met her before but i've heard you tell stories and i think like we as a group in bible study like we've written her a card and like yeah. i remember writing her like a really specific message because i was like i know i don't know you but i feel like you've done some awesome things because Matt is an amazing person and you sound like you're an amazing person. You must be an amazing person. And so I don't know. I just wanted to hear more about, um, about your mom. Um, yeah. So I guess a little bit about myself and my mom. So I grew up as an only child in a single um, parent household with just my mom and myself. Um, so no, mm -hmm. no brothers or sisters. Um, my family was really just the two of us. I mean, we had my grandma yeah. And one of my uncles ended moving back to San Antonio after um, working and living in Florida for a while. And he kind of continued his career in San Antonio. But um, even then, it wasn't the same relationship that, you know, you have with a parent, especially right. when it's just the two of you. And so, I mean, you know, I definitely like anytime, like, you know, with your com your compliments earlier and, you know, what my fiance says about me, it's definitely I don't even feel like I can take credit for appearing that mm -hmm. I have my life together because it really just goes all I think to my mom and then she kind of gives credit to God for having that wisdom on how to raise me. Right. And so, and I think, I think part of the reason that she, she was able to do that is because it was really about not trying to raise me, um, kind of as a victim, but more as like, okay, right. here's, here's like the hand we have and we're going to make the most of it. Yeah. And we're going to try, I'm going to try and get you to, to be better than, um, where we are now. Right. And, and you, you didn't have a, you didn't grow up with a dad. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So my, my dad left probably when I was like, I think three or so. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom kind of made a very conscious decision. It's like, okay, I either can uh, raise this kid just by myself and, you know, do the best I can, or I can, and, you know, take him through this long, arduous process of trying to get, you know, money from from my my dad right and she just felt like you know it's not going to be worth it to go through this whole court process to put stress on me mm -hmm. or herself and just be like you know what? i'm just gonna raise raise him and then i mean she left the door open for my dad for a while until he kept disappointing me and she so she closed that door she's like no i'm not gonna let you hurt my son anymore right. but she did always leave the door open for me to reach out to him so even though she kind of like no you're you're not reliable enough to mm -hmm. to can you know to try and like keep letting him down I am going to at least leave the door open for my son to reach out to him if that ever is the case. So she never, yeah, she never painted him in a, in a bad light. She never was like, you know, oh, you're, oh, you're dead, yeah. dad or anything negative. It yeah. really was just a, having like a positive outlook. And it's like, okay, like, okay, here's where we're at. How I want to make the best of this and, you know, make sure that, um, you're going to yeah. have a better life. Yeah. You know? And so she, she really like just paved the way for me to do just a lot of amazing things. And I mean, looking back, um, the fact that, you know, we grew up at best, lower, middle, middle class, um, mm -hmm. but more likely like just 
just above being poor, really. Yeah. That it never felt that way. Like, I would have never mm-hmm. guessed as a kid or even in high school that we were, you know, poor as it were mm-hmm. because she did such a great job of budgeting, of planning, of managing um, mm-hmm. our finances because it was just a single income yeah. parent. But she allowed me to, you know, all through growing up to be able to, to play sports, to do um, trips, to do stuff with my church, mm-hmm. do mission trips. Um, do leadership conferences as a as a kid not you know none of that stuff's cheap you know at minimum it's yeah. like 500 and you know 500 through us was like a lot of money so the fact that she yeah. was able to make even st- minimum stuff like that work and i never played any like cheap sports either i played <laughs> i played peewee ice hockey i played lacrosse stuff that requires a lot of gear all and gear of that. that's very expensive yeah but you know she she made the opportunity for me she gave me the opportunity for music and Mm. Uh, got me instruments so I could do that. Yeah. Um, so it really was just about we're going to make the best of what we have and not wallow in what we don't have. And I, I think that kind of mentality is something that the biggest thing she ever passed on to me was that it's like be a problem solver instead of just wallowing in your problems. Yeah. I've never gotten the sense that you're bitter about anything. Re- really anything. And I don't even mean towards, you know, your dad or not having a dad. Um, you don't you're not bitter but I would I think if I would have heard that scenario I would have automatically assumed oh god like one that sucks yeah and two like if that were me there's I would be holding grudges I wouldn't be the nicest person and you just kind of you're just gracious and I think I think a lot of it has really has to do because um and I don't mean this to rhyme and I think it's actually like a a cheesy (laughs) saying out there in the world though but like you know have an attitude of gratitude yeah and my mom really instilled that in me because it really was about i mean yeah this kind of sucks that your dad's not around not that she said this but like she yeah. understood the situation it was like yeah it sucks his dad's not around it sucks that we only have one income um but again we never wild on that it's like how do we again make the most of it how do we appreciate what we do have and keep striving to to grow as, as people and where we're at, as opposed to just accepting our station in life as it were. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of mentality just really gave me the foundation. I think I needed to be able to have, to not be bitter. And again, like not that it wasn't hard, but there was also like um, a blissful ignorance because I didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. know what I didn't have either. Right. Um, I would start to notice that um, over time, a little bit more so. So, you know, schools would have like, you know, father Sundays or, and stuff like that and I like sometimes my uncle would go with me to I think he went to a couple of those with me but again it's yeah. not the same when it's your dad yeah um, when I was in college and I kind of saw how my lacrosse teammates um, would talk about their dads or see them interact when they would come to games mm-hmm. um, I would say like okay there's something that I definitely missed out on I think yeah. but it wasn't again it wasn't anything that I had a, had to I never sat in because my mom was just so amazing and she she made sure that like I never, she made sure I never had the the mentality that grass is always green on the other side. Like, oh man, it would yeah. have been better if I had this. And kind of one of the things I learned over the last couple of years, especially, is that like all this stuff. Like, even though I kind of recognize there's some stuff I missed out on, while mm-hmm. I didn't, it doesn't change my childhood. It doesn't change, take yeah. away from like this amazing mom that raised me, that gave me all these opportunities. Like, I wouldn't change anything about how I grew up, or you know what I did or how we did it. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm learning all this, like kind of seems like, oh man, like if I had a dad, this would have been cool to do this. I'm, I'm taking that and saying, okay, this is what I want to work towards. So when yeah. I have, um, a family, um, I'm engaged right now. Um, we're going to get married soon. And so it's like, I want to be like this, to, I want to be, this is how I'm going to be a better husband. Yeah. You know, thinking about my kids, this is how I'm going to be a better father. And so it was really more about, okay, I'm so grateful for the stuff I did have. Here's like what I've kind of like 
seeing other people and seeing like the world, like what I kind of missed out on to use just, um, not even like saying that, but just use a phrase to ex- express that. Yeah. Here's someone like take that and make sure like my kids or my family doesn't miss out on that because, yeah. um, I want to give, I want to be able to give them the stuff I didn't have. So again, it's more like trying to see it more like as in a positive light, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I, it sounds like when you were younger and growing up, um, you didn't, like you said, ignorance is bliss. So you didn't really know what you were missing out on. But mm-hmm. as you got older, you started picking up on, oh, I wish I kind of maybe you wish you had a certain perspective, certain things that you couldn't you could talk to your mom about, but you just didn't have the father yeah. perspective there. Right. And, I, and, I, and and again, and I've talked to my mom about this, too. And it's like all the stuff I've, I've really learned the last couple of years mm-hmm. has just added on that foundation she's given me. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, like, there were times, like, growing up, and, you know, again, like, it doesn't even sit with me because it's even hard to re- recollect, like, mm-hmm. did I really feel, like, how sad did I really feel about right. stuff? It was more like, oh, that kind of sucks, but then you just move on. So, I mean, for example, like, one one example I kind of cite sometimes growing up is, so there's an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where mm-hmm. um, Will's dad comes back into the picture for a little bit because he kind of, similar situation, um, single mom. Grew yeah, up, you know, that only scene child. is so then, tough. Yeah, and then goes and lives with obviously his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> uh, but so the whole the whole episode, you know, comes to this head where um, Will's dad had promised him to do something with him, and I forget. I don't know they were going to go somewhere, but yeah. then something comes up, and he does what he does and just leaves. And he was yeah. going to tell his kid, and was talking to Uncle Phil, telling him, uh, "Hey, tell tell Will that I can't do this thing because this other opportunity came up." And yeah, he's, he's trying like, to get out of it. Yeah, and so Will walks in as we're having this conversation, and he's like has to confront Will and it's like, oh, hey, like, hey, something came up and I can't do this with you now. Mm-hmm. And so lets his kid down really bad and then um, leaves and Will has this moment where he's talking to Uncle Phil and Uncle Phil's like, hey, it's okay to be mad. Like, it's not, that's natural to be mad. And yeah. he's like, I'm not mad. You know, he's kind of playing tough and he's like, you know what, I, I learned how to like, you know, dribble my first basketball without him. I learned how to talk to girls without him. You know, yeah. I'm going to get a good, I'm going to, get a good education and go to get a good job without him. I'm going to, you know, marry me a, a good woman and yeah. raise my kids because there's nothing he could teach me about doing that stuff. And then he breaks down and cries and talks about, you know, like, why didn't he want me? And yeah. I remember like watching that as a kid. I must have been like maybe early high school, maybe mm-hmm. late middle school. Um, and it really touched me because I kind of like, I, I definitely resonated with that. But then I also kind of like Will, like he really outlined the right idea though of like, I'm going to, I did all this stuff without him. Yeah. And, you know, I learned that from the people that really cared about me, like, you know, my mom, uh, my family, my friends. Um, so I'm going to be OK. And like, I'm going to do all these other things without him because he can't teach me those things that are like most important. Right. Um, but so I think that was part of like that, you know, whether it's like a positive mentality or the attitude of gratitude or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, that knowledge that came from, you know, like as my mom said, like she feels like she got that knowledge from God and how she was able to impart that on to me. And I think that's what's helped keep me from being bitter towards my dad. Like sometimes people ask, like, would you want to meet your dad? Yeah. And it's like, in my head, it's like, I mean, not really, not because I'm mad, but just like, or that I don't want to meet him in yeah. the sense that like, I, I dislike him or hate him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? Like I got all this stuff going on. Like it would just be like meeting a, a new friend, I guess is yeah. one way to say it. Yeah. But in my head, it's like, you know what? Like I got other stuff to do. I'm not going to try and like, because I don't know where he's going to come from it. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if he's gonna try and like start being like you know quote unquote a dad, or if he's gonna try yeah. and start wanting to be there like a dad. But it's like no, like you're gonna be like a friend. 
Yeah, you're, you're not. Like, you're you didn't play that role. You you aren't in that role. Yeah, kind and of. so, and so it's more about you know what like. I just got stuff I want to focus on that I think is more important. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, sure, if, like, if you ever wanted to meet and I wasn't busy, like, sure, maybe I'd, like, go say, hey, what's up? Or just yeah, meet him. Like, I would meet potentially, like, a new friend that comes to a small group or something. Like, hey, like, how you doing? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. But doesn't mean we're going to become best buddies after that. And, like, yeah. I'm the one that you're, you're going to connect with and we're going to go hang out. Mm-hmm. But it's more of, like, you know, I just got other stuff to do. And I, uh, I got other people that I'm already committed to, whether it's my relationship, my friends family, whoever else. And it's like, I think those are more important for me. So again, it's never, never be, even now it's not, I'm not mad about any, st- anything. Yeah. Um, again, it did take a little bit of a process to get to a point like that where again, even young, I wasn't necessarily mad, but yeah. I'd always had some lingering questions, but I learned to like, you know, I'm just gonna let those go. Yeah. You're okay with not knowing some things cause mm-hmm. it's not important. I almost think that, um, I don't think what I'm about to say is fully correct, but I almost think that there's why would you go out of your way to try to meet a stranger besides the fact of you have his DNA? Like that, sure, that's big enough reason to want to find out. But at the same time, like I completely understand why you wouldn't. Yeah, and I think I'm always fascinated because I don't necessarily think it's right or wrong either way. Because you know, I know there's people that um, that are adopted and want to seek out their kind of birth parents and understand like why or other you know men in my situation or even just kids like um women as well who parent like you know mom or dad might have walked out on them and they want to know why yeah but and i don't begrudge them that i'm not saying that they're wrong for wanting to know that at all but for me it's never been you know what like i have too many things to be thankful for and too much to look ahead to i, I can't like um we had like the sm- can't we had dwell a, on it yeah we had a small group session i remember where we talked about like not walking backwards into the future you can't have you mm. can't be looking towards your past and trying to walk into the future and yeah. I think I've had that mentality where it's just like, you know what? He He's the one who missed out. And, you know, maybe I missed out on something from him. But at the same time, I had an amazing mom, um, some really great friends. Yeah. And family over the over the years that have helped me grow. And so it's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep moving forward into the future and doing that as opposed to relying on the past. But that's just that's just my take. But I definitely understand like some people do, you know, want to kind of have closure on those things. But yeah, that's just my perspective, at least. Well, and you found a different way. Um, the first time we talked, you, you had taught, you had mentioned um, the lack of a perspective of a male perspective, and I thought that was so interesting because I don't know what that's like, and I didn't realize that I rely on my mom and have relied on my mom so much for her opinion. Right, growing up, even talking about like boys in middle school or like. How, like growing up in a female body, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And um, yes, yeah, so you, but you found kind of a different way of getting that male perspective and kind of having that bond, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not a fatherly bond, but a different bond for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, there was like an ignorance is bliss for a long time where I didn't like realize how important those relationships were. And again, which is, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it, um, yeah. You know, I just didn't know what you can't, you don't know what you don't, yeah. you can't miss what you don't know. Yeah. And so, but kind of as I alluded to, like there are times I could see like how fathers would have impact on their sons based on how like my interactions with my teammates in college yeah. or, you know, just seeing other people and how different they acted in terms of because they had that male presence in their life. And again, like my mom's giving me so much great advice. Um, You know, our running joke is like, I've never said she's been wrong about anything. She's always been right. <laughs> um, But the only difference 
there has been like, yeah, I just don't know. I never knew how to think about some things in terms of like, what does it mean to be a man in this sense, whether it's um, like a, a father, a husband, what yeah. does it mean to be a, a good man in the community? And mm-hmm. those are going to be slightly different. Not, um, I think than again, like how women perceive, because we, you know, generally think and process information very differently. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about how important to raising a child, having a mom and dad are and the different influences a mom has on a kid versus how a dad has an impact on a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously that relationship would have been much different between me and a father, you know, from the relationship I have with my mom between, you know, uh, a son and son and his mother. And so, so one way I've been able to kind of like learn to, to start answering some of these questions that I kind of just had in the background, um, especially like as I started to grow up to want to be more of of a man as it were in the sense that to have, you know, you know, be, be in a place where I can and be financially stable, where I can um, have a family, where I can like do stuff um, beyond. Not that you can't do the stuff when you're younger, but it's just like yeah. you're definitely much more aware as an adult. Like, okay, I want to be able to like use my funds to contribute to this, or I have like extra time now because I'm not in school studying. That yeah. I want to try and commit more time to this, or how do mm-hmm. I be an impact to people younger than me and be a mentor? Like, how do I how do I do that? And so, one way I kind of like, learned that I, I wrote this article. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of started this whole journey for me was like why men need brotherhood. Yeah. Because for me, I didn't, like I said, I, I'm an only child, didn't grow up with, um, only grew up with my mom. And so um, when I moved to Austin, I had this buddy who really broke through to me and helped me kind of get back on my walk with Christ. And also we could have all these like deeper conversations about like, how do we, you know, grow as men of God? How do we um, do better as men in our community? How do we like, date properly and yeah you know treat you know women well and stuff like that so we would just have these really like great conversations that we could go deeper because it was more than just a drinking buddy that I would hang out with mm-hmm. you know just talk about whatever um superficial or you know inane idea it was more about kind of kind of going deeper because i had some really great friends in san antonio before i moved up to austin that were that were really great um but they at the end of the day they really were just drinking buddies and again not that they weren't fun not that they weren't good guys it was just more about we just, I never just, went to level deeper because right. I didn't think I needed that. I didn't think I needed to have, um, to be yeah. anything. I didn't feel like I needed to be vulnerable with them. But when I, yeah. re- but uh, with my buddy that I moved, kind of moved up here with at the same time, I realized like, oh, being able to have someone that you can talk to mm-hmm. about deeper stuff that you're like thinking and pondering, it really opens you up to be like kind of like what you were saying at the top of the show, um, freer in terms yeah. of like where you, where you don't just hold it all in and, like, for example, like, you know, the stereotype of a strong man, right? Um, people think, you know, society, it's more like media, I think, says this more than even actual society. Obviously, some families might express this too, and I think what's a harmful way. But, you know, the stereotype of a strong man is like you're stoic, which is a good trait, but you're stoic to the point where you don't open up to anybody. And, mm, yeah. you know, if you're in a relationship, if you're married, if you're um, dating someone even, like that's not helpful because like women communicate very differently. Right. So you need to be able yeah. to talk to her and like that way she knows what's going on with you and whether that's just her at least being able to be there for you mm-hmm. or at least understand what you're thinking, that's going to be so much more helpful to your relationship. But it's also good to open up because you might have questions about things that you just don't have an answer to because you don't know how to problem solve it because you're too close. You can't see the forest for the trees. Um, so having like an accountability partner um, or even a, an older like mentor is, mm-hmm. is I found invaluable. And so kind of like with me and my buddy, 
what I realized is like, okay, I've kind of had this mentality of like, I have to be like stoic mm-hmm. and I can't be too vulnerable. But then when I realized, okay, if I can, like being vulnerable is not a bad thing as yeah. long as it's done appropriately. And so for me, that meant like starting to develop this, like this group of guys, like two to five that I can go to when I have problems that I can talk to about mm-hmm. um, questions, whatever, whatever it be, whatever, um, however deep or dark it might feel. Or even how silly it might feel that hey, like I'm struggling with this, or I you know I'm I'm trying to do this, but I don't know how to get there. Whether yeah. it's like career wise or something. Um, what brought you? What I mean, what made you realize that you needed that? Um, for me, uh, it was really just dating was just getting so confusing for me, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I just got on like a couple of very simple, just like one off dates, and it was just like. There were just so many questions that I had because it was just very confusing for me. Um, You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dating is just not important. Like it's a fun but not fun experience. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not like on the same page with someone. So mm-hmm. um, one day my buddy and I, um, we were talking and I was exp- just like expressing that. Like, this is so confusing. And so um, we kind of started to look into the word and what like the Bible talks about. And so, you know, we, you know, I had um, my buddy's name is Victor and I had another um, buddy and I called them brothers actually. Yeah. Um, uh, Jared and these two guys, I was really able to talk to like, what does it mean to date? What does it mean to, to grow in that? And like, mm-hmm. and it all came back for us cause they're also men of faith. It also came back for us. It's like, what does the Bible say about this? And so mm-hmm. it, that kind of led me on this journey of like, okay, like here's all these questions I've kind of had and what does it mean from like a man's perspective Yeah. and having these guys that could help me. And then from there I was able to find a mentor through our, our small group, yeah. um, who's been just invaluable because here here's a man who's gone through getting married you know through making his own mistakes you know getting married having kids and raising kids and that yeah i can talk to you about career stuff relationship stuff um you know faith stuff for someone who's already been there done that is not as a, in addition to the guys that are also going through those same struggles yeah both both perspectives are helpful oh, yeah and again but it's all coming from a point of view of like like this man's point of view for me that is so helpful because again yeah. like my mom's giving me great advice on like um, like growing up, she taught me to be a gentleman, holding doors mm-hmm. open for women, you know, giving up your seat, especially to a pregnant woman, for example, um, just, you know, being there for people. Um, but that's super helpful. And that's a great starting point. But it's like, okay, what does that look like too from as a man? Like how do like, how do I, how do I apply this? These are great values, but I just yeah. don't know how to do that. Or how do I take that to the next level beyond mm-hmm. just opening a door? Yeah. Or what does that, what does that even mean? Like, why am I opening the door as opposed to like to just like, oh, it's just a societal nice thing. It's like, oh no, mm-hmm. there's, there's more to it than that. It's, yeah. it's about, not that she can't do it, but that I'm just serving her because uh, it's just the proper thing to do. So, yeah. But, sorry, but it's taking all this stuff a step further and like to the more like bigger things like marriage, for example, or raising mm-hmm. kids or being a productive member of society. Mm-hmm. And how does my role and my my innate traits can contribute to that? So, so it's been like super invaluable. And, it, and again, like I said, for me, I had to come to that because I was having this confusion stuff dating. I, I got to talk to these, to these like, um, guys I call my brothers mm-hmm. and like dive deep like you know for me like I said the, the kickoff point was relationships yeah and fortunately for me like because like we got to dive into the bible and I got to learn about um, what it means to love as God has loved us or as Jesus like, greatest commandments like yeah. you know love one another as I have loved you right mm-hmm. um, it's taught me to be much more selfless because I realized how much of a selfless person I, I was mm. um, I've always been very like nice and very you know um helpful to people but there definitely like was also still like on my time a little bit it's like oh okay I'll, let me do my thing first and then i'll help you 
Um, but learning this is like, I've learned to be a lot more selfless. And so when I met Megan, um, it really, fiance. my yeah. fiance, it really was like, okay, I'm going to ask her out with like no expectations just to love on her and be like, Hey, like you, like we got to know each other on a camping trip. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this girl's really awesome. Like, you know, I like to get to know her more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Hey, I'd love to get to know you more. Can I just like, would you like to go grab coffee? And so when we went to go grab coffee, mm-hmm. I, I bought her coffee for her. Um, again, not because I didn't think she could afford it, not because anything she could do. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, hey, I've asked you to come out to hang out with me. Um, just want to be able to grab a cup of coffee to get to know you more. And as a way to say yeah. thank you, I just want to be able to buy it for you. And yeah. she's like, oh, that's, that's really nice. And again, it wasn't even like, I mean, we call it, I always called it our, our pre-date date. But it, <laughs> but I really, I'd really try to make it it's just like, I just want to get to know you. Like, don't feel pressured yeah. like it's a date. Don't feel pressured like you have to call me back get, or anything. But, it, yeah. but it, it went really well. And so kind of from there, you know, the rest is a little bit of history in terms of like, obviously kept having more official dates and then yeah you're getting married yeah Yeah. getting married now (laughs) but it really it really started from a place of like selflessness and even even um after our first date we the very next day we went on a hike Mm. um and we had like what we call the the coffee date not the coffee date after the coffee date um we did like a we had an official like a fancy first date sure and then the day after we went on a hike that's cool. And we had um, what we call like, talks on the rocks because <laughs> we sat That's on the rock, we sat on these rocks after we reached this hiking point. Yeah. And just looked out over the hill country. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and just then had a very, you looked like, at her and you were going to marry her. Just kidding. <laughs> it felt like that. Like, but um, <laughs> yeah, we just had this really serious conversation. It's like, hey, like, I really want to like date you for marriage. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be intentional with yeah. this stuff. But I also want you to know, like, if at any point you never feel, if you feel like this isn't working out, mm. like, you can just be like, hey, like, I just think it's better we're friends or, you know, this is, I'm not ready sure. to do this thing. Yeah. And she really appreciated that. And again, that's kind of scary because like when you're loving selflessly, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to commit to like trying to be a, a boyfriend to you basically. Uh-huh. And, you know, take you on dates, you know, talk to you pretty much every day. You yeah. Know, try and surprise you with stuff. And to have this like openness of like, she could back out at any time because I'm trying to yeah. make sure she knows there's an out. Like that way she doesn't feel like she's trapped. Uh-huh. it's kind of scary but again like it's just that idea of loving selflessly but it also makes the relationship stronger i think because she knows that er- like everything i was doing for her wasn't because i'm just trying to win your love because mm. it's mm-hmm. this is like a commodities game it's like i'm just trying sure. to love you like the bible talks about it and if that leads us to be able to grow this like connection and grow mm-hmm. this love for each other that is going to be like the best thing that's the stuff i definitely prayed for and like i said it worked out which yeah. i'm so grateful for but how did it coincide? So it sounds like there's two decisions that you made. One, that you wanted to do something next in your life without any expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also you liked Meg- Megan. Mm-hmm. So then it just kind of worked out that those two coincided together. And you're like, look. I think or- uh, I think the way it worked out, like I said, was because for me, like the struggle was understanding how to actually be a, a better man when it came to dating um, okay. Like I'd been like again, like I'd been like a nice guy about it, but I hadn't been like a good man about it. I think mm. and learning how to love selflessly and, and those, those are different. Like having those conversations with my brothers first and focusing on that, learning how to develop like how to how to develop the things I need to develop first before entering into a relationship was more mm-hmm. important than just being in a relationship. And like I'll fix that stuff later because by the time I met Megan, it was easy. To, it was, I mean, it was not. I want to say easy, like. I didn't like it was kind of scary for sure. Yeah, it was easy to be like, okay, I'm just gonna try and love her, and hopefully this goes love her in the sense that I'm gonna love selflessly. Like I didn't like say I loved her like right away. That was two weeks later. <laughs> we both, <laughs> both, to be fair, we both said oh it pretty early, which, which was really exciting though. But yeah, but, again, but it goes back yeah. to that idea. Is like, I'm just gonna 
be open and honest about what I, like what, why I'm dating, like no ambiguity. Yeah. And be like, listen, if this if you ever feel like this isn't working out, let's let's go ahead and we can call it off. And, and that was. And but, that, but that came yeah. again from those conversations with like learning how like learning developing the things that I was weak in first. You know, mm-hmm. having, you know, creating a firmer foundation in my faith, which was mm-hmm. more important, which was important for me. And being able to have like brothers and a mentor that I can look to first is like, okay, here's what I'm struggling with. Like, I don't, how do I get better? And then help you and guide me to those points because it was so confusing. But that, because I had that brotherhood, because I had that father figure. And again, that all built on what my mom had taught me. Yeah. I was able to be in a position to be a better man that was ready to actually take on the responsibility of dating like, Mm-hmm. of dating but also being um, a blessing into Megan's life as opposed to being vice versa where, oh she's lucky to date me oh like uh like she's lucky that I'm giving her the time of day it's like no like I want to be a blessing into her life mm-hmm. and you know I mean I would want her to be a blessing in my life but she absolutely has been it was like I'm gonna work to be a blessing in her life as opposed to try mm-hmm. and get something out for me but all that wouldn't have happened without like having some good brothers like um like Victor or Jared or yeah. Tyler these other guys in my life I think that was a good explanation for the difference between for you, as you put, becoming a man or learning how to be one versus being a nice guy. Right. Um, Because you can, it's, yeah, I just feel like that's a complicated dynamic and and you, yeah, you explained it really well. Well, and and it goes back to this balance. So Aristotle Mm -hmm. talks about the virtues and one of the ways he describes the virtues, it's, it's a balance. And so, you know, I talked about a little bit earlier that, for example, like stoicism, it's a great, a great trait, but you have to have a balance because if you swing too far one way, mm-hmm. you're going to become like a rock and be too stoic and you're going to collapse from the inside out because you're holding all the stuff in. But if you mm-hmm. swing too far the other way and you're like constantly being too vulnerable with everybody you meet, you're going to put off people. You're going to yeah. just, with, you're going to blow away at the slightest breeze. You know what I mean? So you're not yeah. going to be able to hold your ground um, with whatever that looks like for you. But you find that balance of like, okay, here's how to be, here's how I can be stoic and like get through the tough times. So like for a quick example, like um, my mom has uh, cancer and there are some really hard days having to take her like to the hospital mm-hmm. so she can get IVs or do treatments. And you're, what you're doing by yourself, you don't right. have anyone to talk to about right. it. Right, doing it by myself. But I had to like, you know, I want to be able to be strong for my mom so that way I can get us there and she doesn't have to worry about me. But yeah. then but internally, like I needed someone to talk to. Yeah. And so when I finally realized that and, you know, I kind of started to be able to open up, that helped relieve some of that pressure as opposed to like I'm about to burst. But again, yeah. like I also don't want to be like too far the other way where it's like I'm just constantly giving out sad or crying yeah. or like unable to do anything because that's not going to benefit me or my mom either because then I can't continue to do what I need to do because at the time I was in grad school. So I wouldn't have been able to continue to keep going to classes learning, doing stuff with my friends, even mm-hmm. if it was to help take my mind off stuff or just have a sense of normalcy. Right. But also that wouldn't be any f- benefit to my mom because now it's like, she's probably going to be worried about me um, instead of like taking care of herself or I'm not going to, I'm just going to be like too exhausted to try and take her somewhere if she needs me. So again, it's, yeah. it's finding that balance of doing those two things. And one way I've found that is by having a community of guys around me. Like I said, in my, my opinion, it's like having like two to five um, you know, good guys that you can open up to that are going to help hold you accountable, that you can turn to in need, but that you can also help hold accountable and they can turn to you in need. And then mm-hmm. also having a mentor, um, having an older, an older guy that's going to be, that's been my mentor when I've had like questions about finances, questions about career, questions about relationship, as I've talked about, yeah. like having that kind of th- system in place has been so helpful. 
And then one thing I've been doing recently too, um, so I like the way my mentor puts it. He talks about, do you want to be able to be pulled along? So you have a mentor that's helping guide you as you move forward in life. You have people that you walk along with. So it's being pulled along, walked along. So you have people that you walk along with. Um, those are usually your peer group. You know, guys yeah. are going through the same mm-hmm. stuff you're going through or in the same mm-hmm. area of life that you can kind of help each other figure stuff out. And then someone that you're pulling along. So being a mentor to someone else behind you to like the next generation as it were. So that's the thing I've been like working on lately um, with our church and the youth. It's like, okay, how do I take some of these experiences that I had where I have messed up or I have done well or I have seen like mm-hmm. here's somebody how to do it the right way so you don't have to go through the same mistakes. How can I help and pass that along so I can help pull along some some young men so they don't have the same struggles that I had that I've had. Because again, like it I was never like again, like the way like you said at the beginning or the way like um, my fiance I said like uh, like being a grown ass <laughs> man. man. It definitely wasn't like an overnight thing. It's been a process. I'm learning yeah. various things to help me get there to like help me be more financially responsible. To help me like I was at a point for example for example just to get away from relationships. Yeah. One thing I realized like going through these conversations with these guys and them helping share knowledge and put me in the right direction. I listened to this um, breakaway sermon. Um, it's like this mm. uh, pastor guy out of or the service thing out of A and M. And one of the things I talked about was like, you need to be financially ready to take on the responsibility of being um, married. And mm-hmm. I, I made good money um, for at least a single guy, but yeah. I didn't take on the responsibility of being like a husband. Um, I definitely wasn't there yet. And so that kind of kicked me off onto like, okay, how do I get my finances in order? How do I get, um, make sure that I have a good job that's going to allow me to do things I want to be able to do. So I can be there for my my wife and family and future family. And so, you know, and I kind of prayed about it and God really opened this opportunity. And now I have like a great, a great new job that I've been mm-hmm. at for almost a year now. Yeah. Um, I've got my kind of like my first like promotion as it were. And I'm Congrats. able to do some great things, but also um, I'm able to like, I'm better managing my finances on the back end to be able to do stuff, not just for myself or my family, but I've also been also learning how to do that for uh, my community around me. So right now, like it just looks like tithing, but for me, okay. tithing is so important because, mm-hmm. um, you know, just donating to your church. Yeah, Cause one of yeah. the things that for me is a pain point in life is like, is money and finances. Cause growing up poor does have some impact on you, but so I'm sure. very conscious of how much I make, where my money's going, mm-hmm. but because I trust God and because I've really walked this, this faith, I really want to be able to be conscious. Like, God, this is the first fruits. And I'm giving that to you because all I have is from you. And yeah. so, that's really Being nice. able to do that is just such a blessing in my life. And right now it just looks like giving tithing and hopefully mm-hmm. that will continue to be able to do other stuff too. But I mean, the fact that having those conversations with, with these guy friends, having this community that I can turn to of guys to be like, how do I get improve my career in this way? And having those things, opportunities come up and learning how to better manage my finances, learning how to get like something like a, I work with like a financial services company that helps help helps me manage my stuff. So oh, that's nice. like having life insurance, like it doesn't seem like yeah. something like you would think of. Um, most people don't think of, but having that's been so invaluable because now I know that if anything happens to me, um, your family, she'll be, yeah, yeah, she'll be taken care of. Like, yeah, so she won't be left like destitute or anything. But again, it's all the stuff that other things again beyond relationships, even though that's even just important for life. And so I think that's one way that's helped me grow. Is again, it's having these guys that can turn to like. How do I improve my career? How do I be smarter about this? How do I interview better? Again, that's one thing like uh, my buddy Victor really helped me with. Mm-hmm. I think you're naming so many things, but you're so selfless in all of it that I admire it. And that's really cool. And 
I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> so it's it, that sounds so bad, but it's but true. It's, it's it's hard though. I mean, like I said, yeah. like I I didn't I never realized this because I always felt like like a quote unquote generous person or mm-hmm. a selfless person, but I really wasn't. I mean, it took a lot of like self reflection and realizing and being honest with myself. It's okay, like I'm probably a little bit more be more selfless than some people, but I'm definitely not as selfless as I could be. And I'm definitely a lot more selfish than I think I am. And so like being self-reflective and Mm -hmm. um, being willing to, to tackle that and, you know, wrestle with that and, you know, work on improving that is something that you kind of just have to do as a person. I think whatever that Mm -hmm. is, like whether it's selfishness, um, whether it's fears or anxieties and whether that comes in the form of like an internal struggle that you kind of work through, whether it's that community of friends that you work with, or even whether it's actually seeing someone to talk to stuff about. Yeah, um, that's well, true. I figure what they're called. Is it psychologist or? Yeah, yeah there's right? lots. Counselor, like, therapist. Like a behavioral therapist or whoever you have to, yeah, yeah. counselor, some sort of counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, I think that's the only way to, to get past on that stuff. I mean, yeah. And I, I think, and it's, it's a lot of that, you know what I mean? So it's just definitely being self reflective. So, I mean, it's a process. I mean, you, you might not feel like you have certain stuff in order. But if you're like, okay, like, I know I don't have this in order. I'm going to get better at this mm-hmm. and make an effort to. And here's like my community can help me answer those questions. Or here's someone I can turn to to help me, um, hold me accountable. That's yeah. going to be the best part. And again, like, I think it's just important for guys to have brotherhood and father figures. And the same thing is true for women, though. You should have like, you know, sisters that you can turn to. You should have like, you know, a, a mother figure that you can turn to. And again, not that you can't have like a, a, a male mentor if you're a female or a female yeah. mentor if you're a guy. But just for the idea of like certain questions that are going to be very specific to maybe how you perceive the world. So again, like I think that is helpful. But you can have, definitely have more than one mentor that's someone else. But I think as far as like stuff like that is concerned, I think it is very helpful at least. Yeah, I think I've always I haven't always thought this, but I <laughs> speaking of counselors, I went to counseling and she said something to me that um, really hit that I didn't realize. Um there's like three things that you need in life, your individuality, your partner and community. And um, when I, I think a lot of people grow up thinking that their partner is going to be their everything. And so we get married and then you get married and you realize, oh, shit, like something is still missing. This isn't it. Um, but you don't necessarily know what that is. And I think and I think that's community. And, I, and I'm and i so glad that she pointed that out to me because I also realized that I need community just as much as I need my partner. Um, and I feel like maybe people don't understand that or maybe that's not, it doesn't sound like that's the societal way of doing things, right? Like, oh, get married, have kids, and like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's your family. That's, yeah. that's what you do. But if I didn't have friends to talk to i'd be going nuts i would like i Mm -hmm. who am i gonna relate to who's gonna relate to me like i don't know what to do like my partner isn't everything i have to have both to function yeah and that's something like where i'm definitely like that's my next like learning learning curve for me is that um you know i've had these guys that have been so helpful in my growth and then you know i've been you know developing this relationship with my fiance and like working on that and excited for like other the next phase moving from just being boyfriend and girlfriend to engaged to like you know marriage which is next and what that's yeah. going to look like mm-hmm. but also yeah that's still important for me to like make sure i'm making time and i haven't been very good at this and so again like it's just it's being honest with myself and being like oh man i haven't made time as much time as i should for like uh, my guy friends that have guy time and i also make sure like you know i make sure like you know megan has time to you know whether it's like 
doing stuff with her and like her uh, her coworkers or you know girls from our small group yeah i think that's just as important for her so it's just i need to be more my that's one thing i've been trying to learn how to do a little bit better and in, in making time but also even doing stuff together with community with each sure. other too so yeah like totally having, having so same thing like just like i had like my my guys to help me get through like guy stuff like i think it's also gonna be helpful to have couples that we can yeah through life with unfortunately a lot of our friends have all either are dating or have gotten engaged or, and are married now too yeah um so that way we can like you know do couples date nights and sure you know, kind of go on that journey together so we've been yeah. kind of fortunate and blessed in that sense that we now can kind of turn to that is people convenient. That are in that same stage of life and so it's just as important for us to keep like you know, working on mm-hmm. our, ourselves as individuals, working on ourselves as a couple and working on ourselves as like in, within our community too. Yeah. And again, that's kind of like, that's my next learning curve, I feel, because that's where <laughs> I know I definitely still fall short a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's definitely where I'm trying to at least work on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're beating yourself up over it and you, and you shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think it's important to understand that there are going to be things that we come across in life that we don't realize initially that we need to fix or approve upon or anything like that. Um, but then when we do recognize it, okay, so how can I move forward? And you don't have to do it overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and as you're working through it, you're probably going to mess up and that's okay too. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about having friends is they understand. I had, oh, it, I won't mention the name, but it was someone in our small group and she felt really bad. She's getting married in December and she felt really bad that she hadn't spent a lot of time with her friends. And I was like, you don't feel bad at all. Like you're busy. You're about to get married. There's a lot of things that are happening and like, we'll pick up when you're finished. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I understand that you're busy and in no way did that affect our friendship, but I think she she was worried and it's just like no it's okay like yeah we'll get and, there and again and that's a good thing too when you have like that good group of people around you where they also recognize that too because it's yeah. same thing I, I know like um one of my one of my guy friends started uh, dating and I, I knew I probably see a little bit less of him because he's gonna like work on that relationship like sure and yeah he should have the true. confidence to know that like why he's doing that like I'm not gonna abandon them or they'll be like oh you haven't hung out with me enough we're not friends anymore yeah it, and again it's just it is it's, everything's balanced and it's you know give and take yeah. But, it's just, ha- again, having that graciousness, having that selflessness to be like, yeah, you need to go like totally. develop that relationship with this like amazing woman that, you know, hopefully you're going to marry soon. Right. And stuff like o- that. Or not, but it's your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you. And so, um, yeah. So having community in, in all aspects, I think is, is definitely beneficial. You write. So you have a website called men and brotherhood us. Yes. Um, and you write blogs, basically, or articles, I should say, about some of your experiences. And then you do some podcasting, too, right? A little bit. Are you going to pick up on that? Yeah, I'll pick, pick that back up. Um, yeah, right. And then I have like an audio version of the blog just to make it yeah. easier for people to listen to if they're, they can't sit down and read it sometimes. But I mean, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that kind of just covers stuff we've talked about. Like, uh, you know, I've written stuff about, like, like I said, like why I think men need brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like how a father adds an extra dimension to your life. Yeah. Um, like how to love selflessly. Like I did a deep dive into, you know, first Corinthians uh, 13, I believe I always kind of forget the numbers, but, <laughs> um, but the whole like yeah. passage about love is patient, love is kind, like what that really means and understanding that and how mm-hmm. my journey to understand that. So, um, you know, I try, I try and contribute uh, to that. Uh, so, cause again, I think also just getting stuff for me, getting stuff down on paper at least is one way uh, to like process some of, some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Or even like why, like why taking on responsibility is important. I think mm-hmm. too. Mm. Uh, for people, but even just for, for, for men as well. So like what, like having a dog? Yeah. Um, so Kip 
is actually uh, um, a very Austin thing to say, but Kip is a, is a rescue. But one of the Ooh. reasons I, I wanted to get uh, a dog or at least an animal mm-hmm. um, was because living in Austin, you know, just living it up as a single man, being able to do whatever I want. I would climb, go climbing till the gym closed, be at a coffee shop, working on all my side projects, you know, waking up, working out, going to work, doing my thing. And yeah, and, and it was very, and it was very fun hanging out with my buddies, uh, you know, just hanging out, talking and playing music. But all of it also felt very um, somewhat empty too. not not because of my buddies or anything like that. It was just like, like I was just, I was still living my life a little too selfishly in my opinion. Gotcha. And so for me, I was like, okay, I need to take on some more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And one way for, and then, you know, that can look different for other people. Um, for me, it looked, uh, the form was taking care, like was adopting a dog and t- yeah. learning to take care of him because that added a new wrinkle to my life in terms of like, okay, I need him, like, you know, feed him and walk him in the morning. I need to come home and obviously make sure he's taken care of before I go out all night. Or if I'm out late, I need to make sure I come home so he's mm-hmm. not by himself all day. Or yeah. um, if I'm going to travel, I need to make arrangements that he can be taken care of. And so there's just, all these little things that responsibilities I had, but it, it added it added so much more to my life to prepare me for again other things in life when it comes mm-hmm. to that, like whether it's relationships or other responsibilities that have been like really important to me. And so taking on that responsibility has actually helped even shape me further, I think, as opposed to for that in that particular sense to help me be learned to be a little bit more selfless. Again, like one of my I felt like one of my biggest problems was like I was a very selfish person, mm. and so being able to like you know basically love an animal. That he's never anything that I give him, I'm never gonna get back because he's a dog. He's not gonna <laughs> grow up and get a job and take yeah. care of me in my old age. You know that's. Oh yeah. Like, I have a very definitive view. Like pets are great, love animals, but there's they're not people. They're not, they're not for babies. Cause yeah. They're not gonna be able to take care of you. They're not gonna grow up. But that's. Mm-hmm. But it's also for me. That's why I thought getting a getting a dog was gonna be really helpful. Because taking that. taking on responsibility, learning how to love something selflessly, and learning, you know, at that time in my life, and it's been great. And he's just been a, a, a lovely pup and. Um, you know, I'm glad I was able, especially with the rescue with him, like to be able to take care of him and, um, yeah. have an awesome, like community, even like, even with this, like he comes like, um, I got him from an organization called star South Texas, Aussie rescue. That's and cool. they have like an alumni page where we share our dog's Aww. photos and stuff about Aussies. And so even having like a small community like that has been really great, mm-hmm. um, to be able to see just, again, people doing like great things in, in one aspect of like. Uh, taking care of a dog and again that could look like things for other people or it's like volunteering yeah um you know working with um, non-profits or you know in education or whatever that looks like mm-hmm. um i just think having some sort of responsibility beyond yourself especially with something that you don't necessarily get anything back out of i mean you might get the you might get something like you know satisfaction of helping someone you sure. might get something emotional but i mean um and that kind of aspect i think is really helpful too just for growth in general yeah you seem really excited to be a husband to be a dad to do all these very mature things and i feel and i am stereotyping i feel like most men your age are not don't want to do that i think i think maybe that was i think that's true i think you're i don't think you're wrong Um, again yeah just painting like broad brushstrokes for sure sure yeah um but i think part of it's because it's scary, right? Because it's such, I mean, at least, at least if you take it seriously, if you really take marriage as something that's going to be, Forever. I'm getting married for life, like like divorce mm-hmm. isn't an option. Like we're mm-hmm. going to work through thick and thin that it's not just all about the highs that when the lows come yeah. that I'm going to be there for her. Or I know she'll be there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's scary. I mean, that that's that's yeah. a hard thing to really commit to because 
we do live in a culture that's very instant gratification where we do live in a somewhat self-absorbed on um, the way social media is with like, um, you know, getting likes or shares on something is just a dopamine rush. So it's very self-focused and to be able to be like, again, going back at least to one thing that I think is important, being selfless and um, loving um, selflessly, it's really hard to do, especially when there is a hard time, especially when there's like, you know, a difficult conversation to have. And so being able to commit to that when you're saying, I want to do that, or, you know, I want to, you know, you might be even making good money. It's like, oh, wait, I have to give now like some of my mm-hmm. money to this other person, whether it's in the form of gifts, you know, buying dinner, buying flowers, whatever that looks like. It's like, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. hard. Like that's money I could have used to buy like some more cool production gear. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think part of it is just because there's, there's a something scary about it in the sense that and you're you intrigued have to, by that. You have to give something up. Um, in terms of yourself, mm-hmm. but I think that's what makes it so worth it. I remember one time I had a friend um, ask me like, "What, like, what's the point of marriage?" Like, because mm-hmm. uh, she was thinking, she was like, "I don't marriage doesn't seem like worth it." And I really tried to rack my brain for a while trying to figure out like, what's the what's the worldly answer mm-hmm. to that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't think there is one because when I when I think about it, it's like, yeah, if you have like a worldly sense, if it's just so you're looking at culture. It doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. um, there was an article that came out. I forget by who, like um, some media outlet, major media outlet. And it was just like, you shouldn't like having kids is a bad idea because you're going to like lose a million dollars in just raising a kid or whatever the number was. Um, you know, obviously it can impact your career if you're a woman. You know, if you want to actually be um, have kids, you're going to have to take time off when you're pregnant or even like po- at least post-pregnancy. Yeah. Um, or same thing. If you're a dad, you're going to have you're going to have to take some time off to. Mm-hmm. To, if you want to be at home, I mean, um, or even if you go back to work, you might want to like, oh, now I have to find a new job or it might feel like you're locked into a certain place because you have a family now. Mm-hmm. So there's like, yeah, there's a lot of like negatives per se that society kind of paints. But like I said, when I kind of dove into into the Bible and I looked at it, it's like kind of the whole point. One of the reasons is it's like there's a union that we're supposed to have. That the Bible talks mm-hmm. about. But then also like, again, the greatest commandment that Jesus gives is to love one another as I loved you. And I think one way that shows itself is through um, like an intimate relationship through marriage, yeah. because it really is all about um, your living selflessly for the other person. And then, you know, once you add kids to that, then it just, it's that much more selfless that you have to be because then your kids become your whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, as, like, as far as like other people have explained it to me, because obviously mm-hmm. I don't have kids yet, but I have to prepare myself mentally. It's like, Oh, now I can't just be out all night climbing the gym at the gym. Even if my like fiance gives me like says like, yeah, like, don't worry. I'm just going to be home just reading or doing my thing. You know, um, we'll hang out tomorrow. Like, yeah, go do your thing and climb all day. It's like, Oh, like once we're married and live together and have kids, it's like, Oh, I need to be home to help take care of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you're definitely like, I think that's the hard part is like that agape love that I kind of see us. Lewis talks about mm-hmm. of um, having that God like love of just loving selflessly. And so, Mm. I don't know if there's, unfortunately, I don't think there's a worldly answer, but I think, hmm. but, you know, God really does paint a beautiful picture of having that. Because that community is also, that community that we've been talking about, like men and brotherhood and having father figures yeah. is so helpful. But having a relationship, the, the relationship I have with Megan is just, I've never, I never imagined that I could love someone so much and so selflessly and want to do so much for her. One of the things I kind of mentioned that breakaway hmm. um, sermon one of the things I talked about uh, kind of gave these like five things you need to ask yourself as a man before you get married. Hmm. And one of them was, would you give your life for them? And it wasn't a rhetorical, 
like you know silly bruno mars like i'll i'll you know jump on a grenade for you i'll take a blade for mm. you thing it was like a very serious <laughs> like yeah. would you would you give your life for this person mm. and you know you look at stuff that happened like the shooting that happened in las vegas of men yeah. uh throwing their bodies yeah. over their girlfriends or even men throwing their bodies over like students and kids they didn't even know or women they mm-hmm. didn't even know to to lay their lives down or even like you know what and again like women obviously can do this too but i'm just saying like, at least from a man's perspective like i think that's something that you would want you'd rather like lay your life down for um your wife or fiance or girlfriend before she would do it for you um i think it's just like probably just a biology thing in all honesty but i think from your perspective it is i think females have the same thoughts mm-hmm. so yeah. and um yeah but i think it's just yeah for sure i think there's just definitely going back to the hunter-gatherer kind of genes. Sure, yeah. Just more of that protective... A, bi- a biological thing. Yeah. It exists. So again, because yeah. I know, because even my fiance would be like, you know, I, I, I was like, you know, because I, I told her like, basically, like I would lay my life down for you and she's like, well, I would do it for you and I, I know she would. But yeah. I'd still rather like me like take the, <laughs> the brunt of anything than her. Mm-hmm. And so, um, hopefully that's clear <laughs> just so it doesn't yeah, seem like yeah, it's out no. of context. But, yeah. um, but that was such a serious question. And again, like if you're, if you're like a young person you're making good money or, you know, you have like a good life as a single person, you're having fun, you're doing things and you're, someone's like, Hey, would you want to get, not that they're saying they're going to ask you to get married, but someone's like, Hey, would you ever get married? And you take that seriously, that idea of like, you're going to love selflessly. You're going to, you would literally to the point you would lay your life down for them and not in a silly Bruno Mars way, but an actual serious, like, yeah, like I would defend this person to the death by even vice versa guy mm-hmm. for a girl, even girl for a guy, even having that same mentality. That's really hard, right? Yeah. yeah. And again, but it's a process to get there. And, and, and you know, again, we live in a culture that kind of is very self-centered, very self-focused. And mm. so I think that's why it's taken a lot longer. Like I think millennials get married much later than our parents got married. Part mm-hmm. of that's economics because, you know, yeah. men and women can enter the workforce and, you know, make good money and kind of build their, their lives independently their first. Sure. Yeah. Independently first. But then there's also that aspect, I think, too, of that, um, like how long do you want to wait before you start sacrificing your career mm-hmm. um, or anything for someone else? Because again, like one of the things that I like I told Megan from the very beginning, because um, she might want to move back home at some point to live closer to her family. It's like, mm-hmm. would you do that? I was like, yeah, I would do that because I just want to be with you. And I answered that question very early on, and like mm-hmm. on the talks on the rocks actually, yeah, because it's like you know you're you're worth it that I would leave where I'm at to go be near you and your family so you could feel comfortable with that. But again, like mm-hmm. how. Most people don't or won't want to do that. Yeah. No, that would be really hard. But I hope as someone who um, as someone who is going to get married, I hope that they would do that. I would hope that that would be a thing. Um, I think so. I, I loved you, the question that that girl asked you of what's the point of marriage. And I totally get your response. I think from a non-worldly perspective, non-world or excuse me from a worldly perspective but also non-worldly everyone just wants to feel love Mm -hmm. and i and i would hope that that would be enough reason for someone to want to get married and i know it's a lot more complicated than that Um, but i totally get what you're saying i feel like i've explained this in small group before where i've always said like i am meant to my personal purpose in life and there's multiple everyone has multiple right, right. but mine but your main like teleos idea yeah mine and i mean specifically me is to love i feel like i would be really good at that and i feel like i want to be a partner and i want to be the a parent 
um, to children. And I feel like part of that is to experience and understand the love that God has for me and the love that, uh, I mean, the Trinidad, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, all the same thing. Um, but to experience that love in real life is part of it. But then I, but then I hope for people who aren't religious understand that I very much feel unworldly in that sense, but very much so want to apply that in this life, if that makes sense. So it's not like I'm looking for some random person. I mean, technically I guess I am, but I'm not just like, Oh, any person will do. Let me just love you real quick. And, and experience God's love like it's I I don't know if that's coming across accurately but I just you and I can talk and and, and people in Bible study can in, in faith can talk about unworldly things but when we talk about unworldly things I think a lot of us don't explain but completely mean that we also mean to do that in this life in this world in in the actual flesh that we are in mm-hmm. and I and I assume that people who don't believe in God or faith or things like that don't understand that. You know what I mean? I'm assuming maybe they do. I, I don't know. I just I wanted mean, to I point think, that I out. Think I think you're right. And, and to like, yeah, just a couple points too. Like to yeah. add on to that is I think that the faith part, like, you know, God is, is there in mm-hmm. it, but sometimes I think people just stop at the layer that makes sense to them. Cause again, going from that layer of like, Oh, okay, I understand this moral principle or this idea uh-huh. to be like, and that comes from God. I mean, that's a huge leap for sure. I know that's something I struggled with for a long time. Mm. Um, so I think that's where some people are when it comes to faith. And I, I could be wrong too, but I just that's my idea is that like it sounds like people like I have like I understand some of these principles or these moral ideas or whatever, but then the, they're not willing to go that next layer down to like really say yeah, and it all comes from from yeah, God. Sure. And again, I understand that because that's a huge leap and that's a hard thing to to really understand and accept so i don't i'm not saying that they're yeah. wrong or that i'm right it's just i just think that's in my opinion that's kind of how i view it and i think that's what's happening um and then to what you're saying earlier like people want to feel loved and i think the hard part with that too is that i think you're right in that mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah thinking it from the worldly perspective mm-hmm. the hard part is it's like to um to get love you gotta give love right so obviously yeah. again going back to the bible it talks about that you know it's a very simple I don't mean to use this like as a cliche passage, but it's like, you know, it's better to, to, better to give than to receive mm-hmm. and what better thing to give than love. And sure. again, um, so again, people want, it's like in the whole, like going back to even the idea of process of like, you know, getting to a certain point where I've, where people can say like, Hey, you're a very confident person or you're put together. And again, I gave that to mm. my mom and God. I don't yeah. even want to take credit for that. But for people even to say that's like, they just see the, end result not that whole like the last the 10 whole years process, yeah. yeah i don't see that last 10 years of like me struggling to get to that point mm-hmm. um like one of my good buddies he talks about something very similar it's like you know people see me like i'm successful now and i'm like i'm doing well with this money but they didn't see me those like 10 years it took to get here when my bank account was dwindling when it was hard for me to like make payments when i was like getting when i got fired from a job mm-hmm. and he like and it's funny because like i have a somewhat of a similar story but like yeah it's like yeah you know people don't see that they just say like oh you're here sure and like i want to be there just like you and skip that whole 10 years and it's like unfortunately <laughs> yeah. hopefully you're, you're ten, it won't be 10 years for you it could be shorter but it's but again it's a process and same thing with yeah. the whole like feeling love is like okay i want to feel i want to you know i want to be loved i want to be loved in this way but if i want to be loved in this way i have to be willing to love in that way too to other people and again 
I think the biggest thing is just doing it selflessly. Um, but again, it's hard to get, it's hard to make that leap. It's hard to be willing to, to do that for people. But yeah. So I think, mm-hmm. so to answer like, or to even just keep the idea of like this, the worldly stuff, I think you're right that people want that and there's a scariness to it. And, but part of it's like, you have to, you have to give it to get it in some sense. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I said, biblical from. I, I never understood. I didn't apply this to you personally. Um, I didn't understand why people got engaged, dated, engaged, married so quickly and talking to you. I get it. Little kip, little clip, clip of kip right there. <laughs> um, you sound, you were ready to, you were ready to love selflessly. And so you, and so you did. And so you are. And therefore like, it's just timing. Well, and it was intentional. I mean, sure. I was like, you know what? I, I've been doing relationships wrong because I've been focusing on what I'm going to get out of it. Mm. And, you know, you had dated in high school and college and even after that. And obviously none of those worked out because I hadn't taken time to work on myself. And I mean, I was a very complete person in one sense, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a complete person in some other areas. And so when I recognized that and took time to, to work on those things, and then a lot of that kicked off too with having like these brothers and father figures that could add on to what my mom already taught me because she taught me those good lessons mm-hmm. but I just didn't like I heard them but I didn't or I listened to them but I didn't fully hear them mm-hmm. and apply them mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so having those other guys to help me hold accountable and build on build on what my mom gave me it really prepared me to be like okay like this is something that I want to do and I want to do it intentionally and so like I said when we had that talk on the rocks I was like hey I really want to I'm, I'm dating for marriage mm-hmm. um, this is what I want to work towards and she was on the same page and yeah. that's why it made it so easy to be like relatively like to say like, I love you really soon after that and not in just like a, um, in a superficial, like uh, lovey dovey. Yeah. Um, what's it called? You meant it. Infatuation way. Yeah. 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 Not infatuation. That, understanding that there was more to that word love than just the, are you give me butterflies? Are you making me really happy? <laughs> and then the, like knowing that we were going to get engaged, like everything that we were doing was working towards that. So mm-hmm. like being intentional, like I'm going to, I just want to ask her out to get to know her. I just want to ask, you know, keep getting to know her a couple of dates. Okay. it's time to like, I want to ask you on a proper date now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's have a conversation about like what we're going to be doing. If we're going to be dating. Yeah. And then again, being comfortable saying like, but if you ever feel like this isn't working out, like I don't want you to feel like you have to stay in this relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, just, trying to love her as selflessly as I could and then was like felt like the time was right like you know asked her parents for permission asked her mom and dad that sounds so nerve-wracking it was and uh <laughs> and it's funny because she was even there because um it was just felt like it was right that we were all there so we could kind of all yeah. celebrate that moment together but they that's said nice. yes and then you know oh working yeah, on getting so engaged. Exciting. and then working on getting engaged to being engaged and now working on like preparing for a wedding and then mm-hmm. I'm excited for that next phase but again, it was just, it was about being intentional, recognizing what I was weak in first instead of just jumping into something. Mm-hmm. And then as I worked on that stuff and, and just being intentional about, hey, this is what I want it to do. And here's kind of like, I feel like I'm prepared for some of this stuff mm-hmm. and trying to just show that as opposed to just say it was really important for me. And so like that's in that area. Yeah. Kind of like I said, even going back to like the financial stuff, like even just career stuff, even, even like looking at a different aspect of life. Like I was like trying to be very intentional. Like, okay, I need it. I mm-hmm. know 
granted it was kind of related to relationship, but it's like, okay, I want to, I want to do better in my career. Here's an opportunity. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to try and do it in the right way. And I have an awesome, I have an awesome, like, uh, I think job now. So, um, and same thing, even with like, even like with the, with my guy friends, it was the same thing. It was very intentional. It was like, okay, I recognize that I need to have like guys I can count on in my life. Mm-hmm. I need to be intentional about who I'm making friends with now. That way we're not just drinking buddies, but we're, we're buddies that can hold each other accountable. We can dive deeper onto real topics, mm-hmm. you know, real issues that we're struggling with and we can hold each other accountable and be there for each other. Having a mentor, like seeking out a mentor and just being like, Hey, like, I think you're a great guy. I'd love for you to be my mentor. Like an, like an older gentleman that's been through life. Mm-hmm. And just being part of it's just being intentional and being yeah. self-reflective and recognizing you don't have all the answers and being vulnerable enough to say like, Hey, I don't have these answers. I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to mm-hmm. get better because here's where I want to be at. Yeah. Whether that's career relationship, just personal stuff, like gr- growth as a person mm-hmm. and be like, you seem to have the answers. Let me go talk to you. Yeah. Uh, like I think uh, one of my favorite quotes, um, it's like this Ernest, Ernest Hemingway thing, uh, quote where it's like, there's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. And it's one of those things that I hmm. think is is lost because what, what we tend to do is we look at the trend like, oh, the grass is greener over here. That person's life is better. Their, their Instagram is so cool. Yeah. Whatever. We're like reality, what we should be doing is like, how do I, how do I make my grass greener? How do I yeah. improve this lot of land and again going back to like where we started this conversation with my mom and mm-hmm. um, how you said like again stuff that i i definitely won't take credit for because it was her and god saying like you know how do you seem so put together mm-hmm. um it's because it wasn't about the grass is greener over here or why is the grass always green over there it's like we're gonna make our our piece my of grass thing. greener yeah and that's what it's kind of been about and that's where i think that philosophy comes from a little bit that's really cool i think that's a great life lesson and and even th- and like one more thing, because like yeah. this is like one of my favorite Bible verses. I think I like if I was gonna have like a motto that I'd want to build my family around mm-hmm. um, is this. It's from Second um, Timothy one seven, where it talks about for God hath given um, us the spirit of um, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of uh, sound mind or discipline or self control. Some versions say. Mm-hmm. Um, just one thing I really love about that is because like even when we're talking about too with some of the stuff whether it's marriage or even other things, I'm sure. Fear is a big part of that. It's like it sounds scary to do something, but when you recognize, it's like you know what? I have this power that, in my at least in my like you know view of from my faith, it comes from God. But mm-hmm. I have this power. I have this ability to love. And I mm-hmm. have this ability to be have discipline or self control or you know whatever that whatever version you're using. Um, that way, fear doesn't have to play a part. And not that it isn't scary. Sometimes that fear does creep in. Like doubt sometimes creeps in. But yeah. you can push that out with that power that God's giving you, with that love that God's given you. Um, with that discipline God's given you and it's just recognizing that for me at least that I have that and so I don't have to be scared about things sometimes I just got to be willing to be disciplined mm. to use the power I have to work on it and just be loving along the whole way as one way to think about it so I really like that I feel like that like you said that could apply to to anything because I think there's a lot of things I think that's a good explanation for sometimes when we as individuals are doing something and you don't know why and it doesn't make sense in the moment, but you're doing it and it doesn't feel wrong. And for some reason, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm in it and it's good. And I can see the fruits of it coming up. I just think that's a really good, that's a good explanation. Oh, great. Yeah. One last question. Um, what are you most excited about as you move into 
kind of like you say, like, like you're becoming the, maybe the best man that you want to be or, or working towards that. Definitely always working towards it. Um, I mean, just, uh, I think kind of immediately it's just learning to continue to develop that patience and love. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I just, I just feel like everything's going to just change once I get married in terms of just, it still seems so surreal right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, the dynamical change, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and again, I don't know what that necessarily means, but knowing like just just to work and being patient in that and, and loving in that mm-hmm. and not, you know working on not uh, assigning blame or keeping score. Not that I do that now necessarily, but but just mm-hmm. really holding to that. Um, mm-hmm. Like our mentors that we have um, in our marriage counseling, uh, they talk about that it's not, you're not in a relationship, your marriage isn't 50-50, like I'm going to put 50% and you put 50% in, that way it's 100%. Hmm. It's like you're both, you both are going to be all in. You're both going to be 100% in this. And mm-hmm. some days, like when you might have a bad day and you're at only, you're operating at 50%, so the other person doesn't come in and help take over that 50%. So that way it's 150 and 50. Or it right. might be reversed and it might be like 80, 120. But the idea is that you're both going to be fully committed and you're going to be there to help each other, um, to edify each other when those when those hard days come, whether it's um, just individual or like together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I'm excited about that just to learn to really refine that and improve on that. That's cool. That's really, that's, <laughs> I feel like everything that you pointed out, I'm just like, Oh no, I don't want to do that, <laughs> but you're all about it. So I hope that inspires me. I think it will. Cause it sounds like you're very comfortable in it and I hope to be the same. You're Again, it's, it's, <laughs> I am. It's a com- I guess I, I, it's a process. I just yeah. I, I can't harp on that enough. That it's just, it really is. It's just like, mm. um, like wah, I said, wah. I have that. I have that. There, there is that fear of doubt that definitely comes up. Mm-hmm. And so, but again, I, like I, using that verse again, I just turn to that that power, love, and self control bit to know, like, okay, I have the resources I need to overcome this. I just need to walk confidently in it. Walk confidently um, in Christ and my, you know, from my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, like just to give you like a funny example. So like when I first moved to Austin, I probably weighed like, like two thirty or so. Like I, I would just, have never guessed I that Matt. Just, I, I kind of just let myself just get fat, like fat Matt basically. And, <laughs> um, what a nickname. And so, and I was just like, and it's funny cause sometimes like one of my coworkers one time asked me, he's like, Hey, like, cause he was looking for motivation. It's like, how did you lose yeah. like so much weight? Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I just saw myself in the mirror as I would brush my teeth in the morning and be like, you're a fat you're you're a fat piece of shit you need to get it together <laughs> matt <laughs> a little harsh but i mean I, definitely not good advice for everyone but for me that would help but what, what actually helped me like lose the weight yeah again thinking about processes it was never about mm. okay i'm gonna have um, I'm, gonna, a, I'm gonna drop this weight by the end of this week or i'm gonna right. have like a six-pack abs i don't but i'm gonna have like six-pack abs by like, you know in, in two weeks right it really was like at some point mm-hmm. i'm gonna drop this weight. i'm gonna be back to like my my game playing weight that i was in in uh in, in university when yeah. I played lacrosse. I'm going to be back to that person. I'm going to be back to being able to be athletic again, being mm-hmm. not like this roly poly of a person. And, but it's like, I never set, I never set an end line date because I knew if I did, I'll let myself get disappointed. I knew it's, like, it's going to mm. be a process. It's going to yeah. take discipline, like having to wake up at five 30 to go hit workouts. And that's cause that's what I had to do. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't fun. It was annoying sometimes. I was like, I'd be exhausted. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. Or it was, I was, uh, you know, eating well or, um, working on like eating, like not eating the donuts that I love eating or making sure mm-hmm. I'm eating like protein and getting greens yeah. in there. Um, it was hard. I mean, there were days that it sucked and, but I knew it was like, it's going to be it's worth it process. because at, at, yeah. the, at the end of this, at the end of this, I'm going to be back to like the plain weight. I'm going to be back to 
mm-hmm. like feeling good and happy. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I'll get there. And then it really did feel like one day I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, it ha- I'm, it I'm happened. there. Yeah. But again, like it definitely took like almost like four to six months to do that though. And it wasn't mm-hmm. easy four to six months. Yeah. So again, just it's all a process, whatever that growth for you, that you're trying to achieve um, mm-hmm. looks like. And a lot of that does come from being self-reflective, um, having that community around yeah. you. And again, especially like, you know, for guys, I think it's good to have like two to five guys around you that you can go through life with and having a good mentor. And I mm-hmm. definitely would recommend the same for women. Mm-hmm. But having those people that, that you can be around that are going to help you develop in whatever you feel like you're weak in. But you all, but you, it does have to be an honest assessment. Like I said, like for the weight loss thing, it really was like, I mean, it's, maybe it doesn't have to be that, that harsh for you, but it really was like, I would just look at myself in the mirror and be like, you're a fat piece of shit. Get it together. But again, <laughs> like, but it, was, but it was being that, but it's being honest though, right? It's, mm. You can't like, like pussyfoot around it. You can't just be like, well, you know, I'm not that bad of a person. I can, I'm, I'm pretty good. It's like, no, like, do you want to grow in this or not? And be honest with yourself. Mm. And so again, that's just like one, I think a funny example, but <laughs> yeah. it was such a harsh look on it, but it's what helped me be motivated and just having that hope that I'm going to get there as long as I do these little things to get me there. Yeah. Now again, that's why it looks like sometimes I'm like excited about it. I don't, I seem at ease about it, but it is scary. And sometimes it is hard, but it's, the journey is definitely worth it. Yeah. And you, I feel like you've lived, even though you're young, you've kind of lived plenty of journeys. And so you kind of mm-hmm. have like, all right, I know, I know this is a process. I know this is how it's going to go relatively. And we'll just power, we'll just get through it. Yep. That's cool. Thanks so much. Yeah. So much, Matt, for sharing. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs>